Over the last two decades, I've been in an insatiable quest to learn everything I can about leadership. What makes the best leaders so good? After running companies small and large over the last 20 years, today, I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo. I'm your host, and I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this very topic and what makes the best leader so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Larito, your host. Good to see you again today. Good to hear you. You know what? I wish that podcasting could be a two-way type of communication. It wasn't just me talking and looking at a camera, but it was uh, live or something. Maybe I'll figure out how to do that, have a live audience. I did that one time. It was a small studio audience, but I mean like, you know, interactive where I could actually have you, you know, somehow, I don't know, plugged in. Maybe, maybe I will do a live podcast. Maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe I could do it on Facebook or something. So anyways, somebody wants to help me with that, some ideas on that, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe I'll do a live podcast episode. Hmm. Okay. Well, that somewhat has something to do with our topic today. So as always, I appreciate everybody's uh, feedback. I've gotten some great suggestions. I did an episode uh, a few weeks ago and it was called, uh, it was called, uh, you got to ask for the order. And it was all about, uh, making sure that you communicate and you truly are directive are clear and candid with what you want ask for what you want and the message was to leaders tell people what do you want what is what is the leadership call to action and i used an example of a story it was uh i had some problems potential problems with uh termites and i had somebody over my place and you can go back to the episode and listen to the whole story but he didn't ask for the order he didn't basically let it hang there at the end uh, and, and because of that, I didn't take action on it. I was willing and able and ready to, but he didn't ask for the order. He gave me an easy out. I took advantage of it. And bottom line, I still have not solved my problem. So I got an email from one of my faithful listeners, Belinda, Belinda triplet. Uh, thank you, Belinda for being such a great listener and offering such great, uh, suggestions. And, um, the feedback Belinda gave us, she said, you know what? This is such a good point. She said, you know what? Nobody won. Nobody won. You didn't win and he didn't win. Yeah, the sale was not made and you didn't get a solution to your problem. And part of this has to be the recognition that communication goes both ways. There is a two-way street to that. And Belinda, you were so right with that. And I love that concept so much. I wanted to do an episode on this. So here's the thing. So much gets lost in translation, right? I mean, we, we assume that people are masters at reading our body language, our nonverbal cues, our mind. I mean, think about how many relationships have communication problems because both people are not good at communicating. And it's not just one. You can't have, so think about a relationship in which case one person was great at communicating and the other was not. That doesn't work. I don't know many relationships that work that way. Both have to be really great at communicating. Now, the one person, what I what I what I would say is the salesperson in that situation or the leader in this situation, in a business situation, 
The salesperson oftentimes is driving that communication, right? They're presenting something and a great salespeople, the best ones I know are asking, 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 asking lots of questions. And they do that because it draws in that buyer. They get the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, everything from, and they understand a little bit better on what that potential client is looking for and can address their needs. And that's how they bring about better communication. But here I was in a buying situation and I could have very easily voiced my thoughts and said, you know, hey, listen, I'm really ready to move forward on this. Now, granted, you shouldn't as a salesperson rely on that because most people aren't going to do that. But I could have been more direct and candid and vocal and said, hey, you know what? Here's here's really I need this taken care of. I need it taken care of now. I don't have time to think about it. I'm going out of town, this and that. So let's get this started. Uh, Here I am now. I think this was six weeks ago and I still have not taken any action. So I'm still looking for somebody to solve my problem. So, you know, to Belinda's point, I'm no better off. And it was because of this lack of communication. Um, Back to that whole lost in translation concept. I see so many businesses struggle with this. I, and I still do, you know, emails are such a tough way and texts are such a tough way to communicate when you cannot see somebody's facial expression or hear the tone in their voice. I know every single person listening to this right now is 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 uh, either guilty of this, of misassessing what somebody meant and their intention of a message, or maybe the other way around, they delivered a message that was misinterpreted because of the way they worded a text or an email. It's just in reality, yes, it's made our lives easier because it's it's allowed easier communication, lower kind of barrier of entry. I don't have to pick up a phone or get on a Zoom, but it's at 11 o'clock at night, I can send somebody an email and not worry about it. But at the same point, it's made it so difficult to communicate as effectively as if we were face-to-face, right? We misinterpret things. And I've seen business decisions get made. I've been, I've seen people make drastic career-changing decisions based on an email that they misinterpreted truly i had somebody 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 a a, uh somebody that i knew uh in business responded to an email in an incredibly harsh way over the top harsh way because he misinterpreted the email that was sent to him literally so this was part emotional competency and stupidity on his part uh but he misinterpreted an email instead of picking up the phone and saying wait a sec let's talk about this what did you say he took it and responded and fired back uh to multiple people and it ultimately uh cost him his career not right that moment but shortly after that job was no longer his job and people do things like that many, many more times than you would ever think. So bottom line is the key is you have, it's gotta be two way communications. Um, don't rely on the email. Don't rely on the text. Don't assume that people understand what you're saying and ask. Sometimes a great question a leader can ask is just simply, Hey, just let's make sure we're on the same page. What's your understanding of what the next step is here? Or what's your understanding of what we just talked about here? Let's just go through, make sure we're both on the same page. I, ta- I told a story a long time ago that I remember my, I got out of a meeting. I remember one time and I, I debriefed with somebody 
Uh, and it was with somebody that had, it was my operations director at the time, Debbie. And this person that I had just met with had just met with her. So she got a take from that individual and she got the take from me. So we were both in the same meeting. Debbie was not. But what she heard were two totally different versions. She said, how do you think it went? I said, well, I think it went pretty well. She's like, really? She said, wait, wait a second. What, was, what do you think came out of that meeting? What I thought came out of the meeting was entirely different than this other person. Now, one of us was way off and both of us were way off because we both left that meeting assuming, thinking that the other person was communicating something that may, they may not have. What we should have done at the end is say, okay, let's be clear. And if there's a question on this, just do that. Hey, let's be clear. Okay, what's our next step? What are we agreeing upon? Okay, let's recap real quick what we just discussed. What's our two or three takeaways here? Let's just make sure we're on the same page. Whatever, anything to kind of close out that meaning. I learned the importance of that the hard way, but that's important. Just making sure that you're on the same page. Hey, are we taking from this the same message? Uh, is this what we're identifying? Let's make sure we're clear on what the problem is. Is the problem this? Yes, great, okay. And are we agreeing on this as a solution and this is the next step? Uh, don't assume that everybody's on the same page. Don't assume that people are reading your mind. If you don't like something, say it. If you like something, say it. If you got a better idea, say it. If you're concerned about that idea, say it. Voice your opinion, okay? Two-way communication is absolutely key. Uh, Belinda, thanks again for the idea. I love it. Uh, great stuff. Uh, short, but I think effective uh, um, podcast episode. And this will call maybe, well, I think we already named this uh, Lost in Translation. This could also be uh, part two to uh, ask for the order. So in any event, hope you enjoyed this. As always, like, share, subscribe. Keep those ideas coming, please. And go down below, give a five-star review. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.